Hello, and welcome to The Blueprint, lifestyle design podcast, unpacking and applying creative design principles to help you live your maximized life. And now, ready to help you design and build your ultimate awesome future, here's your host, Andrew Lord. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Blueprint. Andrew Lord here with you, and today we are speaking with Bruce Thompson, who has been on an epic health journey learning all about the brain-gut connection. And he's been through some really trying times on the quest to find health for his son, Ori. And we're going to be talking about what is success from that point of view, from that health perspective, and some of the ways that Bruce has been able to you know, expand that journey and uh, help other families to find success and find uh, make positive health choices. So Bruce, really great to have you here today. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Andrew. It's great to be here. Excellent. And uh, when you first contacted me and you were sharing uh, Ori's story with me, uh, straight away I knew, I thought this is something I want to share with a broader audience. Can you kind of just run us through uh, the background, you know, from from when he was born and, um, you know, when you began to discover some some different things going on? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, look, um I met my beautiful wife, uh, married her, and uh, she's from Israel, actually. And um, she'd come out to Australia. We met and we got married. And we had, uh, we were married in 2004. We had Ori in um, 2006. Uh, you know, first time parents, well, older parents. Um, we didn't get married till we were 37. Okay. So we had to have we had two children eventually, and we had them kind of, I think Marie had them at 40, 39 and 42. Mm. Um, and um, both, um, you know, pretty healthy babies. Uh, Ori did have a bit of a challenging birth, um, which can set, look, you know, he, he's an autistic child and autism has a, a lot of different markers uh, along the lines of um, the genetics, the, uh, the pregnancy, how the birth was, the factors afterwards, you know, there, there isn't just this one uh, sort of cut and dried thing where this happened and that kid's autistic, you know, it's a mm. very, very, very complex um, kind of journey and, and, and understanding and, and what can be done for these uh, for, for, for children um, that have this. So um, uh, Ori had a bit of a complicated birth, but he seemed perfectly healthy, according to the, uh, the health experts. Um, we were very much, I guess you could say, uh, very mainstream in our, our attitude towards uh, health. Um, we took along Ori for his um, health check uh, at two months. And they were giving him his um, hepatitis B shot two months. <clears throat> now, when he had that shot, um, we, uh, as I said, we, we were very, very kind of mainstream. We didn't really have any um, sort of. Um, I guess I'd had a bit of a, a bit of a background in natural health myself because I'd, I'd had some health issues in the past when I was when I was a bachelor that was solved by natural therapies and not. Um, mainstream medicine, I guess you could say, mm. with great success. So I was kind of primed for um, looking at alternatives. But as I said, we went to this uh, health check and Ori had his uh, hep B vaccination and um, he, he screamed a lot in it. Um, he, he seemed okay up to that point. I mean, he was only two months old. Mm. But um, he screamed and screamed and screamed and he went very, very quiet. He was just absolutely dead still quiet. So after the 15 minutes, they said, yeah, look, you know, <clears throat> he seems okay, you can go. And as we walked out into the car park on the way to the car, his eyes rolled back in his head and he passed out in my arms. Mm. So we raced back into the surgery and found the administering nurse and said, in a panic, she said, what's going on? I said, he's passed out, he's passed out. 
you know, just this isn't, hasn't happened in his short life. Mm. Um, and she just had a look at him and his eyes started to kind of come back and he started to come too. And she just basically said, oh, don't worry about it. Look, he's coming too. He's fine. That's normal. That's normal. Don't worry about it. Oh, wow. um, off you go. And we sort of were like looking at each other as if, but as I said, well, we, we, as a first time parent, you're pretty freaked out. You trust the authorities. Um, and off we went. So um, we didn't see any kind of sickness or anything after that. But one thing we noticed was when we went to play groups and all the other babies, even at two months, the babies are looking up and they're all looking at the adults and making eye contact. And we suddenly noticed that Ori was just looking around the room, just looking around the room. He couldn't, he couldn't maintain eye contact with anyone. Hmm. So that, that, that was a bit concerning. He wasn't making eye, seemed to make eye contact. And as time went on, we were very concerned about this, but um, our, our doctor that we had was a very um, uh, trusted doctor. Everyone in the area loved him. Um, and he was, he was very, um, very much saying to us, look, don't worry, don't worry. He's still very young. There's a lot of development to go yet, all that sort of thing. Hmm. So, you know, on we went. Um, he didn't seem to have any major health problems at that point, but at, at uh, the age of one year, he went and had his uh, MMR shot. Hmm. Now, um, within 36 hours, we were up at the children's hospital at Randwick with a child with um, uh, raging, raging 41, 42 fever hmm. uh, to the point where he was almost, you know, convulsing and we were just in absolute panic. And we raced him up to the hospital and they stripped him off and, um, and um, you know, started to try and open his throat up with drugs and, and do all sorts of the things they do, um, drug um, things to, to bring his temperature down and all that sort of thing. Um, and how did that feel for you guys, you know, as parents sort of looking on? It was horrible. You don't, you don't expect with, you know, um, at any time in your child's life that I'm just going to have to rush this child to hospital. And it was... His fever was 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 quick, and uh, it just came on, and he was extremely distressed, you know, mm. screaming and and carrying on, and it was it was really horrible. Mm. So you know, you were really in a panic. Um, so when we're at the hospital, we're trying to find out things, and and he said uh, the doctor said to us, "Has he had all of his um, vaccinations?" And I said, "Yes, he has had his vac vaccinations." I said, "As a matter of fact, he had his MMR just the other day." And then I said to the doctor, could, could this be a reaction to the vaccine? And the doctor literally went, no, put his hand up in front mm. of me. No, couldn't be a vaccine reaction. And I said, how do you know? And he said, look, no, just don't even, don't even worry about that sort of thing. We just want to make sure that he's covered to make sure that, you know, this could be measles, this could be whatever it, whatever it is. And I said, mm. okay. So, and, you know, again, we'll just, told something that we kind of went okay you know you're a doctor you know best hmm. um so after they called him down they sent him home now from the next two years from that one hmm. one year mmr shot was just a process of being at that hospital roughly every two to three weeks with the same thing raging fevers and a distressed child screaming crying um he was clearly in pain there was something wrong Mm -hmm. uh, he would get sick a lot with flus. He, he had chronic, uh, developed chronic asthma, chronic chest infections, chronic ear infections. You know, we'd be in the middle of winter, we'd all have the flu and you literally had, to, one of us had to walk around all night carrying him or mm -hmm. sitting on your chest maybe for a little while. If you put him down in his cot, he would just wake up and scream. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, it wasn't any, you know, controlled crying. <laughs> all that sort of thing. <laughs> this was a child in distress. Okay. Yeah. 
So um, we, the doctors again, this doctor again was just saying, no, no, he's fine, he's fine. Kids just get sick. Kids just get sick. And my wife and I started to really question this and say, well, you know, I was one of five kids. You know, I grew up in the 70s and, and we didn't get sick. We were mm. kids, you know. We didn't really know any sick kids. Everyone was healthy. Mm. You know? um, and so um, we had, we were concerned about his, uh, his uh, mental uh, capacity was declining. His neurological condition we could see was declining. He wasn't um, uh, starting to speak, um, and we were very, very concerned about this. So um, it did take him long to a paediatrician. Um, we had a, a provisional diagnosis, I think, at 18 months, 18, 20, 21 months. Uh, a few months later, confirmed that he had autism and global mm. development delay. Now, he had reduced to not only being a sick child, but a child who would sit there um, with, say, um, a knife, a blunt knife, <laughs> yeah, a butter knife or something, and or any object that was flat and would spin, and he would sit there and he would spin it and he would moan and sometimes rock a little bit, mm. and we'd lost him. He was gone. He had no mm. eye contact. He wasn't talking. He wasn't connecting with us. It was it was shattering. Um, wow. Now, when we said to this pediatrician, um, "Look, what is our step forward from here? Our step of healing? What do we do? How do we deal with this?" She said to us. Oh, look, he'll pretty much be like this for the rest of his life. Get used to it. Mm. And we were just, you know, and she also said to my wife, who was pregnant with our second child, our daughter, um, oh, geez, you're having another one. You know, one was enough for me. Do mm. you know that if it's a girl, the chances of it having autism as well are, are, are rapidly increased? Mm. I mean, her compassion, her empathy was, she was in the wrong profession. Mm. She was a, a pediatrician. You know, we were just, so anyway, we left devastated. She's telling us basically there's no hope. You know, yeah. The child is going to be this nonverbal vegetable for the rest of their life. Mm. So we're upset. Then we got angry. And then uh, through the help of my sister, we started to research. Um, we had been sent to a few specialists by uh, the doctor, we, our GP. Uh, and I forgot to tell you too, the GP, his solution to all his sickness was antibiotics. He was pumping antibiotics into our son. Oh, that one's not working. Have another one. This went on for two years. Oh, wow. Antibiotics, antibiotics. Mm -hmm. Now, little do we know that we found out later that our son had a compromised immune system. He had brain inflammation, gut inflammation. He didn't have any solid stools. His, his system was in a real mess. He couldn't fight any infection that came along and we'd get very, very sick. Mm -hmm. Always in hospital, always had him on antibiotics, which I guess were needed for severe infections, but were also... Uh, the thing that he really, really didn't need yeah. long term because long term yeah. antibiotics are bad for anybody. Mm. Yeah, and that was never told us to eat probiotic foods, um, anything about diet, anything about um, pro uh, using probiotics or probiotic foods to support the gut. In fact, our GP didn't mention the gut, he didn't mention anything, mm. didn't do any further investigation into what was wrong with our child. Kids just get sick. Do you think special. GPs generally have um, an understanding of that, you know, brain-gut connection and um, the, I, I guess the, I don't know if, I don't know if I should call it an, an alternate health model, you know, to just think about gut health, but, you know, because yeah. it's all very scientific, but um, do you think GPs have an awareness of that? Uh, absolutely not. Um, hmm. He had no, no real understanding of this at all. When he was, we were talking about autism and these illnesses, I'd see him there looking through his book or looking stuff up on the computer. Mm. Basically, you know, people say, 
to people like us who try to heal our own children. Oh, what are you, Dr. Google? Well, our, our doctor uses Google too. Yeah. Our doctor, he was not our doctor anymore. So anyway, this went on for two years. So when he was three years old, uh, we, were, we had our daughter by then. She'd just been born. And uh, we were looking at um, buying a house or renting a house because we needed a backyard. Ori was extremely, uh, he needed to move. Mm. You know, autistic kids, their brains are saying, I need to move, I need to move because they're trying to regulate themselves. Mm. Another thing we learned that you know, their brains don't operate like us. We see a situation um, and it may distress us or excite us. And then serotonin is released in our brain. We regulate ourselves and we can deal with the situation, whereas they can't. They might get overstimulated, they might get overexcited, or they hear a loud noise and then they scream because it's, it's like being hit in the head or their brain catching on fire. Mm. Um, so my sister, who was a, a nurse for many years and uh, very open-minded and, and kind of natural-based nurse, um, she recommended we go along to what she referred to as a, a biomed doctor or an integrative health doctor. Um, we went along to him and he said, look, um, I want some tests done. So he asked for a, um, a gut, um, sorry, a stool test, a hair test, a blood test, a urine test, and an X-ray of my son's gut. Um, so we were thinking, wow, straight away. Pretty comprehensive. Yeah, straight away we said, well, this is a lot more than anyone's ever done. Mm. And um, he, um, he, he um, once he got the results, we went back to see him. Now we'd moved to Port Macquarie by now, um, and the main reason we moved here was financial. And the other reason was um, we wanted a, a clean environment for Ori because we had been learning a lot about, because he was sick, we, we realised we needed to detoxify his system, but we were still learning about this. Yeah. Anyway, so we went back to Sydney to see him again, this doctor um, down in Sydney, and uh, he said, right, okay, this is, this is what's going on with your child. And he explained everything to us, and it was just this Pandora's box of health information and finally understanding what was wrong with our child. Wow. His gut was the, was the key issue, how, you know, you've got this constant battle in your gut of good and bacteria, which should be going on, and his good was down here and his bad was way up the scale, uh, hence the, the loose stools. Um, he talked to us about the gut-brain connection, how there are neuroreceptors in the gut, very similar to those in the brain, and they are connected, and, the, and his brain was on fire as well. And uh, he talked about his diet, how the gluten in his diet and the toxins and, and artificial preservatives, whatever it is, his diet had formed this sludge in his gut and we could see this big black mass in the x-ray mm. he said basically instead of your gut wall and the food passing through that and absorbing through the wall of the gut and being absorbed into the blood and going to the brain he said his gut wall is is lined with a layer of toxic sludge mm. it's absorbing that and that is going to his bloodstream and giving this kind of opiate effect so they're walking around high they can't focus they can't um, read faces, they can't read information, they can't deal with sounds um, and they go through these phases of just where their brain is just, it must be like constant headaches wow. and he said his gut inflammation uh, and brain inflammation has probably been there since birth. Yeah. We had DNA testing as well which identified a whole whole um, list of factors. So we said right, what do we do? Do we have some sort of hope here? And he said oh absolutely he was very confident and we were like oh this is great you know. Mm. He said you need to go first of all. Oh, I forgot to mention too. The last time we saw our doctor, our GP, the one who'd been giving him antibiotics, my sister had been talking to us and saying, um, "We've been doing. I've been doing a lot of research on autism on your behalf." Now, 
I look back and I say to myself, oh, God, you know, we should have been doing this research ourselves. But we were so lost in sickness mm. and, and, and tiredness. And mm. you were so lost in it, you feel completely lost. And we didn't even, we weren't even really doing the research we should have been doing because it just, your brain's not working, you know? Um, yeah. So anyway, but we, we, on my sister's advice, we started to try a gluten dairy free diet on my son. Now, he came down with his regular raging fever, which could have just been because he was sick. He could have been detoxing as well. And we were at the doctor's getting him checked out. Uh, we said, oh, by the way, we're trying him on a gluten dairy free diet. And he actually got angry at us. And he said, that is ridiculous. He said, don't you use that, that stuff. That's ridiculous. You'll deprive your child of nutrition. Those sorts of diets do nothing for health, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And just wow. chastise us. We were like, oh, okay, okay. Mm. So we stopped doing it. Now, I forward in time to seeing the biomed doctor and getting the results. He said, um, now the first thing you need to do is go on a gluten dairy free diet. And we looked at each other, my wife and I, and said, okay, that's, that's something the doctor said wouldn't do anything. And he said, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then he said, I want you to get a pure, really good purifier for your water. I want you to start, uh, you're gonna have to start putting him on some um, targeted supplementation, you know, compounded stuff that you have to get made specifically. Um, and I want you to start removing toxic chemicals from your house, the things you wash your clothes in, the things you spray in your body, the things you wash your hair with, you wash the kids with. He said, I want you to get natural alternatives made with natural products because you've got to detoxify not only um, your, your child, but the house and yourselves. Because he said, you know, the, the microbiome that you is shared by the family by touching and kissing and hugging this, this bacteria we share, he said, is vital for the health of the whole family. So this was all new information to us. Hmm. Now, he said, I said, so what, what do you think will the results be? And he said, well, your son's asthma, his chest infections, his ear infections, that's probably all going to go within about six months. Um, he'll start, uh, he could probably start talking. Wow. And, and I was just sitting there stunned. We were sitting there stunned. And, and I sort of said, these are pretty big claims. Hmm. He just said, oh, I've been healing these kids for years. He said, don't worry about it. Just trust me. He said, give, just give me your time. He said, stick to it. You've got to commit. And we and I said to my wife, what have we got to lose? He said, six months, six months. Little did I know that six months was actually to prove to you that this was a lifestyle change. Yeah. The thing. So um, I'll just say one of the things I say to people nowadays about diet, because we've, we've talked to many, many people since over the years who said, oh, look, we tried the diet thing. And I say, for how long? And they say, oh, a couple of weeks. We didn't see anything. No, it's not two weeks. You've got to try two years. Yeah. If you, you know, this is, it takes a long time to detoxify a poisoned body. Anyway, um, so we decided to commit to it. We committed to this. Within six months, my son was no longer an asthmatic. He no longer had chronic ear infections. He no longer had chest infections. And at three and a half, he started talking. Wow. It, he transformed. It was like we got him back. We, we started getting eye contact. Um, it went on from there. We saw him for quite a few years. We went to another great biomed doctor up in Brisbane. Um, and on his advice, we tried a thing called the GAPS diet at age five. Mm -hmm. That's the gut and psychology syndrome diet, mm -hmm. um, where you actually go back to, and there's been a lot of controversy about this because, you know, this is something I think Pete Evans, um, you know, um, promoted and, and other people have promoted where you actually go back to, um, having broths for about a week. And mm -hmm your gut die off um well we did that and it was hard um and your kid doesn't like it because they don't want to eat and it's a bit of a cruel to be kind thing but after that we went through that 
all of a sudden we saw another huge leap in health, neurological um, um, focus and solidified stools. Mm. When you're a parent of a kid with gut issues, it's all about poo. You are yeah. monitoring poo. Does it float? Does it sink? What shape is it? What color is it? And yeah. You're kind of keeping a diary, you know, and after we did the GAPS diet, we suddenly saw, saw these solidified stools that sink causing mm. just go up again another level and you're like, wow, and this, mm. all this stuff started to happen. So um, this has been a long journey. I mean, this happened at the age of one and we started the treatment at three. He's now 15 years old, turning mm. in January. Um, he's still very challenged in terms of autism. Um, he has, uh, he goes to the Aspect School here in Port Macquarie, which is Autism Spectrum Australia. Yeah. School. He's been there since he was four years old. He's gone Blossom. They are wonderful and they have uh, autism specific um, and individual plans for each child. It's not kind of a one size fits all thing. They integrate them when they can into mainstream school. Mm -hmm. For example, Laurie is very, very talented with technology, computers, um, and, and maths. So time's gone on. Um, look, we've never been wealthy people. We've been hardworking people. This has cost us a fortune. We've mm. a lot later in our lives than we probably would have because mm. we put literally hundreds of thousands of dollars into this dealing. You know, a trip to see one of these doctors in, in Brisbane would have been a trip up there, hire a car, yeah. um, accommodation, see the doctor, the, everything. It was very, very expensive. And, but it was worth it. And, and even now, every two years, we will go and get him a kind of a checkup. You know, we'll do a stool test. We'll do a, he doesn't like getting needles, the blood test. Um, but um, we, there are many ways through natural therapies to, to see um, where his system is at now. I, I pretty much covered what happened there. But the one thing I'll say is that in 2016, I put Ori's story on Facebook and it went viral. It just, yeah, right went absolutely beyond my wildest dreams. Did you write a blog post or it was... I, um, I just did his story and put it on Facebook. Put it on Facebook, and, yeah. Um, I saw quite a, um, probably about a dozen shares from my page. Mm. I went on one of the places that it was shared and on that page alone, there were 12,000 shares. Yeah, wow. And all of a sudden, people all over the world started contacting us and saying, mm. what are these biomed doctors? What, you mean there's... there's uh, you know, and they were saying, is there a cure for autism? Autism? I'm saying, no, I'm not talking about a cure for autism. Hmm. I'm talking about a child who is, the child is sick and the gut's not working and the brain is not working and they have autism. Naturally, those symptoms are going to appear worse. Hmm. Okay. If you can fix the gut, you can fix the brain, you can take away that sickness from the child, their health is going to work better. And I always yeah. give the example of you get identical twins who are absolutely genetically identical. You put one on an organic diet and you put one on the McDonald's diet. Let's see which child goes better in life. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a very basic food and detoxification thing. So yeah. it's autistic. We had, we've had the testing, uh, genetic testing done. He has the MTFHR gene mutation double, um, which is present in most people with autism. Mm -hmm. I, I truly believe there is a genetic factor, but I truly also believe that environmental insults can trigger things within these um, genetic mutations. Yeah. Um, and in our experience with detoxifying the body, we have seen such amazing um, um, change that, that, that I'm sold on. And we've yeah. taken our son from being a, a severely autistic, um, immune compromised, severely ill, 
and nonverbal and distressed child, mm. healthy, happy, mildly autistic child with no sicknesses at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's chalk and cheese what we've managed to do for, for him. Mm. So a lot of people contacted us, you know, as I said, a lot of people like, oh, if we do the vitamins without the diet, and I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you can't. It's commitment, you know. Yeah. How far do you want to go for your child? Um, mm. sort of thing. And a lot of people, I think, have taken it on board. We have no, any, no idea how many people we've helped. Some may have gone off and done it and never contacted us again, but we had a few families who have contacted us that we totally forgotten about. Yeah, right back to us and said i just wanted to get back to you and thank you yeah this might be six months a year later mm. said we took on the protocol you said and boy oh boy transformation we've got our child back wow they're in tears crying and i saw my going oh my god you know so um, that's beautiful you know and, and and i'm not a doctor i'm not medically qualified but this has been an experience and mm. people over the years have said to us oh you you need to be consulting you should be making money out of helping people and i've mm -hmm. always said this isn't about money for me mm. You know, I mean, they come after me anyway. I mean, just for what I put online and putting that story out there, put a big target on my back. I used to work for a politician and I I was dragged over the coals and threatened with being sacked. Yeah, right. What they called uh, health and vaccine lies online. Mm. I've never, I'm, I'm classed as an anti-vaxxer. I don't class, but I've never said to anyone, don't vaccinate your child. Mm. I've said that to anyone. Yeah. I believe in choice. Yeah. Free choice that parents know what is best for their child, do your research and you medicate yourself and you medicate or don't medicate yourself and your child as you see fit. Mm. Not the government's job to keep me healthy. It's the government's job to build roads and, and, and do all the stuff that government do. But my health is my responsibility. And I'm just going to pull that interview up just there. Bruce and I talked for another probably half an hour after that. We've got a, a lot in common, but I did just want to share Ori's story or have Bruce come on and share Ori's story. It's not a one-off case. There's probably hundreds, maybe thousands of children and adults who have, uh, you know, got a similar sort of story. Uh, we believe that vaccines and medical interventions are safe. That's the narrative that we are told. But the fact is there are adverse reactions uh, for some people. I'm just looking at the TGA website right now. Total adverse event reports for up to the 31st of October 2021 for the COVID-19 vaccine is 76,587 people. And that is uh, expected to be underestimated, underreported uh, by a study done by in the UK. So the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, has pointed out that if you choose to take some form of medical intervention, including a vaccination, then you are choosing to take responsibility for your health. Uh, as Bruce pointed out there at the end of that interview. I do not believe that people are being given a free choice right now. This podcast is all about living life to the full. It's all about how do we find success and use education to scale that to the masses. And I don't believe that people are being given a free choice right now. I'm in consultation with lots of different teachers at the moment who are being coerced to either take their vaccination, take the vaccination with all of these adverse reactions that they want to make a free choice about or lose their job. Now, they cannot legally give consent right now because in order to give consent, you, it has to be free from coercion. And with the public health orders in place right now, 
there's nobody can actually give uh, a genuine level of consent. So I wanted to share Ori's story for a number of different reasons. One is to point out that we all have our own individual needs for health. And uh, as a life coach, that's what I do. I focus on people's individual needs and we build a holistic uh, plan that includes health around their lifestyle goals. The other reason I wanted to share this interview is to make a powerful statement about the, the pressure and the coercion that is being put on my friends, teachers, educators, other educators uh, to either comply to a government mandate that violates their bodily autonomy or to lose their job. Now, as I've often pointed out on this podcast, whenever there is a challenge that we are facing, there is also an opportunity. I am taking calls. I'm opening up my calendar right now. I'm taking calls from people who want to launch something new in 2022. Now, if you are in a position where you have lost your job or you are being put under pressure to follow a mandate or a medical intervention that you don't necessarily agree with, I want to tell you that there is hope for you. There is an opportunity for you to create something brand new with the skills that you have. And that's what my MX90 program is all about. So if you're listening to this podcast, if you want to do something new, if you don't want 2022 to look exactly like 2021 did, then please go and take the lifestyle design quiz. And then when you get the opportunity to book a call, you'll get a free customized report with that quiz. When you get the opportunity to book a call, book a call with me. Let's talk about how we can make 2022 a brand new future. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you for being a supporter of the podcast. Hope you're having a wonderful week. Love you guys. Bye for now.